Well, hopefully you guys heard that first episode in three months. Um, that was a life. Life is good, you know, uh, update. But now this is episode two out of three. Yes, I'm spoiling you guys and essentially wrecking myself by recording three episodes almost simultaneously back to back, but it's because I haven't recorded in three months. So I'm basically making an episode for each month that I've missed up until this point. Um, so with that being said, this is episode two out of a triple header. Oh, I, I guess I should reintroduce myself. Uh, I am Jamar Burke, a.k.a. The Sophisticated Black Man, a.k.a. Your Friendly Neighborhood Black Man. Welcome back to the podcast. I missed you guys. I miss recording for you guys. It's been it's been a long, it's been a hectic type of life. Um, so far, it's this point. It's been good, but good hectic. Um, in the previous episode, I explained what's been going on in my life and stuff like that. I forgot to mention, though, that I will be moving at the end at the beginning of the year doesn't mean the podcast will change though um i have i have however bought myself an actual pc um right now i'm at my parent my mom's house recording this on my brother's computer um but i will have my pc up and running here very shortly um just getting the last couple components together for it and then i'll be able to both stream play games and record my podcast all on one thing my little surface uh pro tablet i don't know what i'm gonna use it for i'm probably not gonna get rid of it because i do need a laptop for travel or whatever but uh i don't know but we'll figure that out but enough about the semantics and such like that this episode which is gonna be the 10th episode of this second season right I told you guys I had a goal of like 20 or so episodes. I don't know if I'm going to reach that. Uh, I'm I'm halfway there. If I just put out a bunch of episodes this month and then five. mm, If I can get 15 by the end of the year, that'll suffice me. That's kind of right around what I got last year, too. But nonetheless, because I skipped Halloween, that weird guy that did the Halloween series last year, it's not coming back. Um, at least he didn't make an appearance this time around. But, so, episode two. You know, right around this time, actually, middle of the summer, early fall, um, it's usually festival and convention time. And so that's what this episode is all going to be all about. It's about conventions and fairs and, you know, festivals of some sort. Now, <clears throat> I, I'm going to start this off by saying, earlier in the summer, I went to my first ever Renaissance Fair with my with my folks, Paul and Mackenzie Hilberic, with uh, little Leo, who is now a one-year-old, a stubborn little one-year-old, teeth coming in, doesn't like to sleep, makes makes dad grumpy, um, but that's that comes with the territory, having kids. So... Um, I went to a renaissance fair in Greer. It's a free renaissance fair. It was raining. Everybody was dressed up. Mackenzie was dressed up as a mushroom. Paul was dressed up as something else. I'm not sure. I noticed that, you know, obviously going to a renaissance fair, there wasn't a lot of black people. Now, festivals 
could mean a lot of things. There are music festivals, okay? You got South by Southwest. Um, I can't think of any other ones. Off, uh, Lollapalooza. Um, a whole bunch of other music festivals that go on. A lot of EDM music festivals. You know, uh, black people now that the black culture, we typically do show up for those type of festivals for music festivals like South by Southwest. You usually have a lot of the hot name rappers um, like Lil Yachty, um, you know, Lil Baby, probably not the baby because the baby might end up fighting you at that set festival for some odd reason. I don't know why. Um, Lollapalooza might have like a Wiz Khalifa. Um, you know, all types of rappers like that, probably a Travis Scott. Um, you know what I mean? That those type of performers. And that's where you see a lot of the prominence of black culture is that a lot of these music festivals are predominantly white. Let's be honest. They're usually thrown on by promoters that more so <clears throat> excuse me. Obviously, promoters' job is to promote the acts that are kind of come on. And so when you're promoting, you know, a lot of black artists, um, now isn't it could be the Tyga, Tyga's, the Nicky's, the Cardi's, the Megan the Stallions, um, the Migos, uh, speaking of RB to take off. Um, man was 28 years old. Man was the same age as, as a lot of the people that I, I, I was born with. Man was born in 1994. Or 95, depending on, or 93, depending on when his birthday is. Um, but, you know, festivals, there's so many different festivals out there. You know, I talked about there's there's festivals like Renaissance Fair, that's technically a festival. Um, I recently, Brittany and I, as you guys know in the previous episode, I talked about her. Um, we attended Fall for Greenville. Fall for Greenville is a festival. Now, Fall for Greenville is, is more aligned for kind of a family fun type of activity. It involves the entire family. Um, there's stuff to do for the kids to do, um, you know, and it's just, it's one of those things where it's not, you know, necessarily dominated by adults. Um, it's it's a it's a fun time for everybody to do. It's a fall festival, and so at fall for Greenville, of course, you got beer trucks set up, or food trucks, beer set up. You got concert stages. Um, the map that we saw was that the entire festival stretched from the beginning of North Main Street, which is where Greenville starts essentially, um, and it goes all the way down to the end north main just about in north main and on that map you can see there were six to seven stages i think eight concert stages all right different genres of music so it appeals to everybody now a lot of those artists weren't you know very household names but they were artists that were local or you know brand new to the scene and wanted to play at a at a festival like ball for greenville um but it was just an atmosphere that included everybody. It's very inclusive, including to a lot of to the black community. Now, <clears throat> going back to what I said earlier about the Renaissance Fair, there was not a lot of colored people there. It's not a lot of black folk. I, for the let me re, let me let me break that down. 
the majority of the crowd was in fact white now there were some black folk out there but i think as as a culture okay depending on where you grew up at especially um it depends on one how you were introduced to that environment in terms of you know music festivals you know fall festivals pump you know um renaissance fairs you know different types of comic cons or dragon cons or you know stuff like that um even e3 is a is a con itself it's a convention um which that is paul and i's lifelong dream well it may be dead now now that video game companies have their own um e3s now but that's always been a lifelong dream is to attend e3 just to kind of see what the gloriousness and all that is e3 go out to los angeles now that we know it's it's no longer a thing because a lot of these video game companies are having their own showcases now without the help of the electron you know the the industry it defeats the purpose but you know if if one day going into the future they decide to come and bring it back hey i am all tilt full go for it oh i'm down for it i'll convince paul to be down for it um it's just a it's just a wonderful time but going back to that depending on where you're raised in in the african-american culture festivals aren't really our thing you know what i mean like we'll do concerts and stuff like that um concerts are a big part of our our tradition our culture because we get a lifetime opportunity to kind of see some of our favorite artists in, in live and in action and so when you do concerts um you get to do that festivals on the other hand it's it's a little different i know festivals kind of started as a pagan tradition in the u.s um you know with a lot of pagan rituals and festivities and such in the northeast and then i know a lot of native american tribes indigenous tribes had their some sort of festival as well um it's it's one of the it's a new it's just it's not a new thing it's a thing that's been around since really the beginning of the u.s as as a whole but it's mainly being a predominantly white thing is doing festivals and conventions um just because that's that's a way for the caucasian community to also get out their creativity and their spirit just kind of see what they're able to do um and very seldomly in the beginning where there are a lot of african-americans involved with it um because one back in the day of course as you most of you know everything people white people no matter what it did not matter they like to be in blackface at some sort of festival to essentially mock, make fun of the black community, whether it's at a carnival or some sort of some, some sort of you know sideshow thing or whatever. And that's still stuck around to this day, isn't as prominent. But all skeletons have to come out of the closet at some point. And a lot of your favorite politicians. Um, some of them have delved in blackface, whether it's part of a Halloween costume or part of a frat that they were a part associated with. And now a lot of those photos come out 
and you know some people defend their their politicians to to the to the end there and it's one of those it's like you sure you want to do that okay those type of deals um but definitely um festivals have been more of a predominantly white thing and once black folks started implementing our culture into a lot of those festivals then we started having our own thing as well and then of course white people came around pretending as if in the sense that they started something which they kind of did but then would also take credit for when that when black folk added in their own spin to stuff then they took credit for that and so that's 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 mainly the thing of why um black folk particularly we just don't participate in a lot of those festivals now um to top it all off though It's now it's becoming more of a thing where a lot of black people are, are now becoming more interested in participating in said festivals. You know, it's not just a white thing anymore. We've got black nerds. Sorry. Sorry, brothers and sisters. We have very active people participating in LARPing, which is live action role playing, um, as well as um, I should know the term cosplay. There we go. A lot of a lot of black black people now in the culture are cosplaying as some of their favorite anime characters. Anime is a big thing in the black community. Don't let it mistake you. All right, people, other black people who call black people that watch anime nerds, you're part of the problem. Okay, there's nothing wrong with anime. I used to watch it as a young kid. Uh, I still kind of watch it now a little bit. And so, there's nothing wrong with anime. Absolutely nothing wrong with anime. So, you know, there's a lot of famous people that watch anime, right? There's a professional football player in the NFL. His name is Jamal Williams. He is an anime fanatic or anime fanatic, watches nothing but anime, quotes a lot of anime and um, plays for the Detroit Lions. So there's your your hint there. Um, But... You know, now you got a lot of black folk that's that's dressing up and cosplaying as their favorite characters and whatnot. And now you see a lot of now you see a lot of us going to you know like PennyCon, that's a Penny convention, PAX East, which is video game convention. Um, a lot of YouTubers, a lot of Twitch streamers and such like that go to these kind of conventions. Then of course you got Comic Con, New York Comic Con, San Diego, um, Dragon Con which my friends went to here in August in August to Dragon Con um and it's it's a lot of they had a lot of fun there doing that and you know I'm sure they probably saw some some people from the African American community that was also participating at Dragon Con so it's not essentially a thing of us as African Americans we don't participate in festivals it's just it depends on where you were raised where you're born how you're introduced to that culture now the one i think the one festival that a lot of people don't really participate in at least from the black culture 
Now, I, I say this, what I'm about to say. EDM, electro dance music, um, that is a heavily a white person thing, is EDM festivals, where people dress up in very scantily cladded clothes and just dance, dance the night away. You know, they got patches on their titties, patches on their boobs, um, wearing fishnets everywhere. And just taking glow sticks, putting around their necks, putting around their arms. You know, some of them are very heavily tatted and just dancing the night away on ecstasy or some shit. Um, Just from what I've seen at a lot of EDM festivals, I have seen some black. It's mainly black women. Now, at these EDM festivals, it's I can say that it's mainly black women. I don't see typically a lot of black males doing it. But a lot of black females participate in these EDM festivals. Um, <clears throat> and some of them dance better than most of the whites do when it comes to that stuff. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy how that happens. Um, and so it's, it's one of those things that, um, I don't know, it's one of those things that I guess it's something that's being taken over now Um, well not taken over but a lot more black people are coming accustomed to it it. Um, and so the more and more black folk get accustomed to that type of festivals, I guess the more prominent it's going to start showing up I don't necessarily know if that if that will translate to more black folk doing it <clears throat> excuse me but um you know it's it's i don't know it remains to be seen there definitely for sure but um yeah but so now a lot of black people like to do kind of comic con that type of stuff dragon con and it's nice to see finally some sort of representation going in because now you'll have, you know, a lot of uh, Wakanda forever. What, matter of fact, the cast of Wakanda that was at Comic-Con this past year, that's representation on a big level for the African community, for the black community. Um, just because in the wake of Tradwick's death, bringing somebody on like that cast and um, <clears throat> kind of letting them just talk about the movie and how it represents the black culture stuff like that which i'm very excited to go see on saturday night as we get back from the rent fair um which i will talk about that um in the second part of this episode so that being said we're gonna take you guys to a quick commercial break a very quick as sponsored break by anchor podcast of course featuring my very luscious voice and we'll be right back. And we're back um, from that beautifully brought or said, I should say, ad by yours truly. Um, and that ad was for Anchor by Spotify. It's literally the easiest way to make and start a podcast and record said podcast episodes for your podcast. So I've been a part of Anchor since 2020. 
I'm glad to been partner with them. And, you know, hopefully we'll start getting even more sponsors. So now this part's probably going to be one of the very short parts because I don't know much about festivals. Again, earlier I said I attended a, a very small Renaissance festival in Greer with Paul McKenzie and the young boy Leo and one of her co-workers. Um, I didn't dress up just because I, I don't do those type of things. Those type of things aren't my company. It may be everybody else's. It's Paul. It's mainly McKenzie's, Paul's, shtick. Um, but it's, it's just not like a cup of tea. I just... If I went to a convention of some sort, I would probably cosplay as, you know, Cole from Years of War, um, Sergeant Griggs from Call of Duty 4, um, hell, I could even cosplay as fucking Jax from Mortal Kombat, or even, um, Raiden from Mortal Kombat, but as far as dressing up for other festivals, I just can't do that, I don't know, I just, I don't know just can't do it it's not that i have anything against dressing up for that type of stuff but i just i don't have a necessity to do that or a purpose to do that um and so it just should it just isn't my thing now i'll always be there to support um those that that want to dress up and do that i will always be there to support them for that um, so I'm, I'm, I did mention earlier that, um, Brittany and myself, we are going to, uh, the Renaissance Fair in, in North Carolina this time. And so we're going with Paul McKenzie and then our other group of friends, um, Scott and his wife, Claire. I believe um we're all going to the big carolina renaissance festival in north carolina brent Brittany, and i have already decided we're going to be the only outliers um just because it's i'm going there mainly for support now we have things planned that friday night where we're going to be going to um adam sandler festival adam sandler show friday night with couple of her people from her side and um you know it's just it's it i we're waking up or we're gonna be there friday night in north carolina and wake up i already bought the tickets for the rain fair but we're gonna be waking up that saturday morning the rain fair starts at nine excuse me sorry um and I don't know how long we're going to be there. I, I can't anticipate how long we're going to be at that, that fair. Um, and we'll see how it is. See how much fun it is. How it's going to be. Um, and just kind of be there. Kind of eat some good turkey legs. Some meat, bacon on a stick. Um, some funnel cakes. Might see some LARPing. Um, you know... I, again, this is this segment's probably going to be the shortest segment I've ever done since I uh, started this podcast. I just because there's nothing more I could possibly talk about as far as my experiences with festivals. I, I mean, concerts I've been to 
a couple. The last concert I've been to, I went to was a Kid Cudi concert, and that's when Logic was opening for Kid Cudi, and that was in 2013. So that was nine years ago. Um, other than that, I mean, I've never been to really any other festival. Um, I, I just, I really don't know what information I could give you guys about my experiences with the festival other than, you know, I ate a good turkey leg. Things are fucking big. Um, ate some good funnel cake. It had a had a beer. Had a had a latte, nice latte. Um, and that was that was really it, you know. And it was very it was rainy. It was super soggy. I'm glad I wore my boots that day. Um, and so yeah. Um, I guess that's gonna finish up this second segment of my experiences with festivals. Uh, I. I don't have that many other than just the one that I've been to and then the future one I'm going to be going to this weekend. Um, maybe in the future do like a Comic-Con type of thing. I don't know. I, I truly do not know. So um, with that being said, we're going to take another quick ad sponsored break by Anchor and then it's going to be the wrap up this is i'm speechless so we'll see you back here in a couple minutes and welcome back from that uh commercial break that ad sponsored break by anchor podcast uh i'm also going to say this out here right now uh in my fantasy league that i was close to monitoring Kenyon drake got 100 yards he did lose seven on a play, but I don't think it should go against him a bonus-wise of fantasy. If you reach 100, 100 yards, that's a bonus. You should keep that bonus. doesn't matter if you go back and forth. That'd be like if a quarterback got 100 yards rushing or got, yeah, 100 yards rushing or three or 400 yards passing and then throws a pass for negative two yards, you don't take away that bonus. Just saying. That's my rant. Um, yeah, so finishing up on this episode, second episode, as you can tell, I'm getting a little bit tired, but it's for you guys. And I have one more to go, but it's going to be a very short episode. It's going to be like a PSA type of thing. Um, yeah, finishing up with this episode about festivals and concerts and conventions. Um, it was, it's been primarily a white person thing, but now we're seeing a lot of the, the black community black culture it's getting its influences in a lot of these festivals and there's even own there's even black owned black hosted festivals going on that's helping out the the culture too so that's that's a good thing to bring into bring into the light and a lot a lot of representation on big major stages like at comic-con um at penny con and dragon con and all that sort so a lot of lot more black representation happening on on stage there and again i've only been to one ever type of festival like that in my life and that was back in the summer it was free it was wet raining my boots got soaked um but i did enjoy some some good old bacon on the stick and a turkey leg and some funnel cake so that was that was a fun part about it um but other than that uh, it's just you know just yeah that's just one of those things 
there's it's not much I can really talk about. Um, so with that being said, of course, um, this next episode is the third one out of this triple header. And this one is all about election day, which by the time I finish recording this wrap up, it is going to be midnight Tuesday morning on November 8th. 2022 and the the polls open seven hours eastern standard time and on west coast you guys have got about another 12 hours before they open but they're also open three hours longer than five hours really not three three hours longer than the ones on the east coast here but um that's also gonna be a very short it's gonna be a psa about getting out and vote i'm gonna talk about kind of some of the state elections that are going on here in South Carolina. Um, there's really there's two, really three big elections in the state of South Carolina that you should pay attention to folks on the candidates. If you haven't done your research, um, again, I'm not a person that's political or, you know, you know, politics is my thing, but you know, there's, there's some people that I would back in a couple of these races that i seen on TV, done, seen advertised before, done research about that I would definitely back, um, you know, whether you're a Republican or Democrat, these, these candidates really care about the state of South Carolina. And it's not a spell of me saying you need to, you should, this is why you should vote for the, these candidates. It's more so saying, you know, this is, this is a big time race. Of course, there's Senate races going on around the countries, house races, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Who fucking cares? Um, I'm more so worried about things that are going on in this state and a little bit of Georgia because I we don't need to see Herschel Walker in the U.S. Senate. We already have Tommy Tuberville. We don't need another former football person in Congress. They don't know a damn thing what they're doing. But there'll be three big races to watch out for in the SC election tomorrow. And then I'm going to talk about one little local one because I'm here in Clemson um, for the for the city council. And that'll wrap up that little PSA. It'll be probably, I'll keep it under 10 minutes. It's literally going to be called PSA. Go vote. It's probably going to be the title of it. That will be the first one that's released. And then the other two episodes will be be released in the afternoon at the normal 5 p.m. afternoon time slot. So with that being said, this has been the Sophisticated Black Man Podcast. I am your friendly neighborhood black man Jamar Burke aka the sophisticated black man and I'll see you in the polls out in the polls on some polls wherever polls are made available and I'll also see you when I see you peace <laughs>